0: Amen. Amen. The in 85 says, when Ezra opened the book, all the people stood up. My brothers and my sisters, in the 31st chapter of Proverbs, Come on, that was read to you in the morning scripture. Come on, preacher. Proverbs 31, 1 through 5. And Proverbs 30 and 10, 31 and 10. It reads thusly, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, what my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows. And then she tells him, give not thy strength unto women, Don't give your ways to that which destroyeth kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine. It is not for kings to drink lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. That's not for kings. And then over in 31:10, it reads, "Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. We want to talk to us today about God's model woman. You may be seated. God's model woman. My brothers and my sisters. Way back in 1908, Anna Jarvis of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, observed the first Mother's Day in the memory of her own mother. Believing that others shared her feelings, she began a nationwide movement to have this auspicious day impacted into the hearts, the minds, and souls of all the people all over the world. Without question, she struck a responsive chord in nearly every heart. And so the Congress of the United States set apart a day for formal act, and the president recommended its observance. And county and country after country have responded to its appeal until its observance on the second Sunday in May each year. Is worldwide. Well may we pause today to honor the one person who after Jesus Christ best gift to mankind and that's mama. It was she while we were riding the nine months train of nature who served as an engineer to guide us through unborn around the many dangerous curves of death and with her tender care And God's help brought us safely into the world, which affords us the light of light. It was she whose arms were the garner of our food and the soft couch of our repose. Thus we nestled in the hour of pain. There was the playground of our infant glee. Those same arms later became our refuge and our stronghold. It was she who taught our baby feet to go and lifted us over the rough and dangerous places. She is the one who taught our baby steps to speak the name of Jesus and told us first the wonderful story of the Savior's love. Mother's Day is a day to celebrate women in my lifetime, I have loved a whole lot of women. My wife, my mother, my daughter, my daughter-in-law, my grandmother, my aunts, and I can go on and on. I still have some women I love, but that ain't your public business. These wonderful women have loved me and cared for me and taught me by example. The love of God and his son, Jesus Christ. Kate Douglas Wiggin was right. When she uttered those words, only one mother. She said most of the other beautiful things in life come by twos and threes, by dozens and by hundreds. Plenty of roses, plenty of stars, plenty of sunsets, plenty of rainbows, plenty of brothers and sisters, aunts and cousins. But only one mother in the whole wide world. And so today we lift up the word of Solomon who gives us the perfect example of a model mother. And lest I talk too long today, let me lift up just three quick principles of what a model mother is composed of. Number one, a model mother is one who gives godly and righteous instruction to her children. Mother is more than anything else, a teacher, she's a homemaker. Sometimes highly professional women want to minimize and downgrade the mother as a homemaker, but mothers do the most important job in the world. Their work is the most valuable imaginable. The same tribute also should extend to women who never may have had a child of their own but have devoted hours and years helping care for and teach the young born by others. Caring for a family and raising children and grandchildren is the noblest calling in all of the world. Can I get a witness in this house? (laughs) The description may seem overwhelming, but it never should be underappreciated. In the text today, that no better, no greater teacher than King Lemuel of Massa, whose mother taught him At her knee, the living Bible puts it like this. Oh, my son, whom I've dedicated to the Lord, do not spend your time with women, for it is the royal pathway to destruction. Read it when you get home. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling the truth. In other words, don't become a homonger. Don't become a homonger. Give not the strength unto women, Now thy ways to that which destroyeth king. When I think about these so-called slick men who think that they can handle two or three women, playboys, play out. Kingpins, sink low. Pretty boys, turn ugly. You can't handle one, let alone handle two or three. I remember picking meat, and mock The comedian used to say, your gun ain't loaded. Son, respect women, value women, honor mothers. Your mama was a woman. I don't want to make anybody mad today. I just got to tell the whole truth. But then mama tells Lemuel, not only that running with a whole lot of illicit women, but she said, leave the wine and the whiskey alone. Let that old tailor stay on the shelf. Let Johnny Walker stay on the shelf. That ain't nothing for a king. Too much wine and whiskey will make you forget who you are. Listen to your mama. Mama, don't provoke your child, but don't spare the rod and ruin the child. Some kids don't want to listen. They already know it all. You can't tell them anything. But my mama told me a hard head, make a soft you know what. A hard head is sudden doom. I'm old school. You get the children before the police get them. If you don't take care of them, the police will. Have you ever had experience where your mama gave you some advice or instruction and you didn't take it and later you wished you had? Mom's advice regarding my girlfriend one time and I listened to another, I didn't but I wished I had. Every person in prison, the jail and the penitentiary, you hear them saying all the time, I wished I had listened to my mama. Too late then. Proverbs 1, Proverbs 1 8 and 9 said, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They will be a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. Today I hear mama saying, Son, let that cocaine alone. I hear mamas all over this nation saying, let that Marijuana alone, I don't ha- I care whether they're trying to make it legal. Let it alone, it'll mess you up. Let that fentanyl alone. It's addictive. It will kill you. And while I'm talking about men, I also want to tell the women and the girls to stay away from and men. And drug dealing dope heads. Tell them to get lost. Don't become a victim to some playboy, fool, and some drug peddling sap head. Young ladies, don't let some dirt bag, some handkerchief head drag you down to destruction. Don't let them come at you with a guilt trip. You think you're better. The truth is you are better. You are better. Don't let them pull you in. Second of all, the modern woman of God is one who possesses character. Character is defined as one of moral strength, self-discipline, and fortitude. Reputation is what the folk think you are, but your character is what you really are. Proverbs 31 gives an extensive description of what a woman of noble character looks like. But today I want to focus in on this one verse. Proverbs 31 and 25 says, she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Whoever said motherhood isn't for sisters, they got it right. Motherhood ain't for sisters. Today, moms have modern conveniences that great-grandmothers never imagined. Along with the microwave, the dishwasher, frost-free refrigerators, self-cleaning ovens, and permanent pressed clothing come a host of responsibilities that make moms busy, busier and more stressed than at any other time in history. Today, many mom mothers not only have to cook the bacon, but they also have to bring it home moms work 40-plus hours at the shop office in addition to managing household and caring for a family. Today's mother keeps the house, cooks the meals, washes the clothes, takes the care of the children. Even if she has a husband, she's willing to help with such tasks. Seldom is it an even split. Actress Ally Walker said, being a mom is the hardest job I've ever had. But it's the most rewarding job I've ever had. I'm sure most moms share this sentiment. Moms are tough. Army slogan said army strong. There's army strong and then there's mom strong. Mom strong. One day a young daughter came up to her mother, said mama, there are five things that I'm gonna be when I grow up. Oh, what are they, she said. She said I'm gonna be a doctor, I'm gonna be a lawyer, I'm going to be a scientist, I'm going to be an archaeologist, and I'm going to be an actress. Whoa, that's quite a list. But what about being a mom? The daughter thought for a moment and she answered, no, that's too hard. I ain't going to be that. My brother and my sisters in Christ, it's not about the beautiful clothing you wear today at the church or anywhere else. It's about the kind of character you cover yourself with day in and day out. The woman of noble character, the woman that reflects the very virtues of God, is clothed with strength and dignity. Dignity is the outer reflection of a strength within. You can perhaps be strong. You can perhaps be strong without dignity, but you can't be dignity, dignified without strength. I don't think there's a mom here today that doesn't believe in that verse, Philippians 4 30, when it says, I can do all things through Christ. Come on, help me, Holy Ghost. That gives me the strength. The strength to be a woman of noble character comes from Jesus Christ. He is the rock from which you draw your strength. He is the source from which you draw your help. And he is the power that sustains you when you feel unable to go on a little while longer. Then last but not least, not only is God's model woman a woman of correction and character, but God's model woman is the woman of godly conduct. The one word conduct means that the way one acts in all of what they have to deal. The model woman of God is one who is all about love. Somebody has asked that God could not be everywhere, so he made mothers. Now that's not theologically true, it's not homiletically sound, but it is what mothers do every single day of their lives. For God so loved the world, that he gave it only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But a mother walks through the valley and the shadow of death to bring her child into the world. And a mother's love will never let go that child. A mother is at once the most profound mystery and the most exalted mastery, majesty of the world. Her spirit has no counterpart among the earthly characteristics and motions. Her love is the one human love which is infinite and eternal. That love will reach into the resources of heaven, Now will it falter for the instant to walk the tortuous pathway of the dam in search of its object. There are no waters it shrinks to cross, there are no heights it feels to scale, there are no depths it shrinks to plumb. If its object be found among the stars in the dungeon, that love flows from unblushing and in sin, it into its exaltation. Virtue is the object that thrills it, that love which ineffable delight, but sin does not blunt it. Success enthralls it, but failure never deflects its steady, soft, unwinkling ray. It knows what angels know and look beyond eyes upon them. It goes through prison walls to heal the chafing of chain and assuage the pain wrought by the iron ring. It may seek condoms of beauty, but if it seeks in vain, it matters not. Mother's love erases the distorted line and looks beyond the scar. Be the scar body of soul. I'm almost done now. Before I sit down, let me tell you that a mother's love is the greatest love on earth. Only a mother... Only the love of God is greater than the love of a dear and darling mother. And mother's love is as deepest as the deepest ocean. A mother's love is as wide as the widest sea. A mother's love is as high as the mountain and low as the lowest valley. It cuts across every negative four. It embraces every broken human vessel. So my advice this morning is for everyone, don't forget your mama. If your dear mother has done her work and has joined the heavenly caravan, thank God every day of your life that he blessed you to have the best friend you could ever have on this earth. If you're blessed to have your dear and darling mother still with you, thank God for her. Bless her. revere her. Cherish her. Because you'll never have a better person to love like your mother. She's the best friend you have on earth. Bless her right now. Don't wait until she's sleeping beneath the sod. Tell her you love her right now. Don't wait that she can't hear you talking. Do everything you can to let her know what a blessing she is to you. Too late to cry when she's gone and you experience the loss, the love of your life. It's best to do it right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. To give her flowers when she cannot smell them. Don't wait to give her soup when she cannot eat it. Do it far right now. I want to let you alone, but I got to tell you two little stories, and I'll be out of your way. Uh, two stories. Shirley Caesar tells the story of how her little sister, her little, uh, her sister, little boy came in the kitchen one evening while she was fixing supper. And he handed her a piece of paper, and he had been writing on. And after wiping her hand on an apron, she took it in her hand. And read it, and this is what it said. For mowing the lawn, $5. And for making up my own bed this week, $1. For going to the store, $0.50. And for playing with a little brother while you went shopping, $0.25. Taking out the trash, $1. And for getting a good report card, $5. And for raking the yard, $2. The total you owe me, mama, is $14.75. Well, she looked at him standing there and expecting an answer. A thousand memories flashed through her mind. So she picked up a pen, and she turned the paper over, and this is what she wrote. For the nine months I carried you, holding you inside of me, no charge. For the nights I said I would doctor you and prayed for you no charge. For the time and tears and the cost through the years, there is no charge. When you add it all up, the full cost of my love is no charge. For the nights filled with gray and worried ha- head. for the advice and the knowledge and the cost of your college tuition, no charge. For the toys, the school, the clothes, and for wiping your nose, yeah. there are no charge. When you add it up the full cost of my love is no charge. Well, you know what, when I think about that, I think about the day that Jesus went out there on Calvary and gave his life as a ransom for many. When I think of the word, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. I think about the very minute that she, he shared his blood. My debt was paid in full. And I want you to know today that it all adds up the full cost is no charge, no charge, no charge, no charge. And lastly, I'm reminded of the story of a mother who had a daughter. She sent her way to college. And at the end of the year, all of the children returned home. And as they were stepping off the train, their mother and their fathers were there to greet them with a kiss. This girl that I'm referencing today, When she stepped off the train, her mother was standing there with her arms wide open. But this girl just turned, turned around. You know, and and you can just imagine how this mother was feeling. Despite what her daughter had done, she ran behind her, began to speak to her. She said, daughter, I want you to know why it is that you didn't greet me. I want to know why it is that you didn't greet me while the other kids greeted The mother looked, the daughter looked at the mother and she said, Mother, I tell you why I didn't greet you in front of my friend. I didn't want my friends to know that you were my mother because of the condition of your face. I didn't want the friends to know that you were my mother because of the burns and scars on your face. The mother stood there, talked to her daughter. She said, I want to tell you something that you may not know. Do you know how I got these stars? Do you know how I got these scars on my face? She said, when you were a little baby, around three months old, I was outside hanging up the clothes. When I looked around, my house was on fire. All I could think of right now was my baby is on the inside. Lord have mercy. When a mother loves a child, the mother said I dropped my clothes. My neighbors tried to get me to stay out. But all I could think of was my baby is on inside. I ran, I ran inside, and I got you. I took my hand and put it over your little face. And that's the reason that I look like I am now. She said, soon after that, your father walked, and, walked out and left me. I wasn't beautiful anymore. And he just walked off and left me. But I stayed there. I stayed right there. I stayed there, yes I did, and I worked. I was rejected by society, but I stayed there. And now here I stand at the train station 21 years later, and you can get off the train and walk right by me. She said, that's all right, that's all right, that's all right, but I know a man, oh hallelujah, I know a man that sits high and looks low he got me by my hand and I'm going to ask him to keep on. Precious Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Door of the church are open.